Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Leather and Limits. It is episode 27. And we are doing our DDLG special. God help us all. Um, we have several guests in the chamber today, uh, alongside my co-host, as always, who's the only way we have any class of this thing today. I am Paratrix Knox. <laughs> Thank you. Um, my friend Woody has returned, whether he likes it or not. Yep. I'm glutton for punishment. Yeah, you signed up for this one willingly, so. Accurate. Accurate and valid. Just remember you consented to this. Um. (laughs) Alongside is, uh, Woody's partner, Liz. Who is also Hello. our good friend JC. Hi. And one of Woody and Liz's little friends, Starry. I do my best. <laughs> Wait, um, you forgot to introduce my 57 stuffed animals I've got here with me. 57? That's rookie numbers. <laughs> and we already know how this is going to go. Um, there's an app on oh, yeah. on the phone that's I think it's called Squad App, and it's just for Squishmallows, and you can is count it really? how many Squishmallows. Yeah, there is, and I oh goodness, I think I'm at 81 for Squishmallows. I does it sound like Pokemon? It sounds like Pokemon. It does. Well, yeah, funny that we say it that way. Squishmallow collectors. Because in our Chateau server, um, a friend of ours who hasn't been around for a while has a absolutely redonkulous Squishmallow collection. Um, And if they don't have that app already, I absolutely would have recommended it to them. Um, Yeah, it's called Squad App, and the icon is like a little, one of the cows. I believe that one is Belena, but I do, don't quote me on it. It might be also Connor. I I won't Uh, pretend to be well-versed in Squishmallows myself, (laughs) so. I have uh, 82 Squish counts with 80 that are unique. So I have two that are like the same like shape or same animal but like different shape just the fact that it's called a squish count (laughs) (laughs) like for instance i have like avery the duck and so i have that one in the regular size and i have one as a little keychain that i keep on my bag totally (laughs) not sponsored i don't know if that needs to be mentioned or not No, we're we're not syndicated or anything like that. So in this case, we're not. This is non-profit, so to speak. So we don't worry about those things, thankfully. We don't have any sponsors. Nope. No sponsors, no labels, no syndication, <laughs> none of that. It's this all out of pocket. This podcast is sponsored by me. <laughs> Today's sponsor is Chicken Nuggies and Mac and Cheese. <gasps> That's more accurate than it should be. And Dying Squishmallows, nuggets. apparently. See, that's funny because now that our our local home children are now getting into the arena, we're even the oldest one who at nine years old wants a Squishmallow, and I couldn't be prouder that he wants one. It's like, you know what? If you want a Squishmallow, you can have a Squishmallow. Who am I to say no? They're all super cute, too. They are. Some, but my personal favorite ones are just like the farm animals. I love, like, the goats and the uh, horse ones. All right, before we get too far, 
because yeah, it's already getting that route. Liz, would you mind letting everybody knowing listening in, listening in today, uh, how you identify in regards to uh, age play and all those fun letters? So Woody is my daddy. Um, I am more of a middle and kind of take that big sister role, um, which works out well for helping with our group. Um, and yeah, I think that's about it. <laughs> what about you, JC? I am a switch in all realms. I have been a big as well as identify as a middle, just depending on the situation and what side of the syndicate I'm feeling that day. I, I'd ask Starry, but I'm pretty sure it's already safely obvious, but go ahead, Starry. <laughs> Hi, uh, my name is Starry and I am very much a little. I do both um, age play and age regression. There, it's like it's two different types of things. So age regression isn't seen as a kink. It's more as a way for coping and help with healing with trauma. While yes. um, age play itself it definitely is more seen as a kink. Um, and yeah, that and mine's is definitely just more of that little age. I do it more as the age regression aspect, but every once in a while I'll go into age play itself. And I'm just a I'm just a silly little guy. I like to I like to watch and draw things. <laughs> no, for that's... those of you listening, go ahead. Go you? go for it, Darta. Yeah. Oh, you're fine. Finish the thought. <laughs> for those of you listening in for the first time, um, I'm Woody. Um, I am friends with Dartex, and I am a daddy and a so, caregiver. So um, for some of our local age players, I have been named uncle because while I'm not their daddy, I definitely help out in that regard. Um, Liz and Starry and I help run a local age play group. Um, I'm going to break it down real quick. Just so people listening in for the first time, have a quick understanding. Uh, age play like Starry was re referencing is either age regression or play um it can get broken down into four categories as far as the uh the little or the the, the submissive side of things um you've got abdl uh which is adult baby diaper lovers that one should be pretty self-explanatory as to who they are uh you've got littles which tend to be you know, on the younger side of things, they're not necessarily rocking the diaper. That's not their thing, but still like in that toddlers. Yeah. Toddlers still need the supervision, still want to know that their caregiver or some responsible person is keeping an eye on them to keep them safe. Um, then you've got the middles, which in a human age, it, I've always said it's somewhere between like, a mature five, six year old up to like a preteen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's, they, they want more freedom. They want, you know, they, they don't need that constant supervision, but they still like knowing that there's somebody there kind of keeping them safe from the big bad world. Right. They can um, dress themselves, but they still need someone to cut up their chicken nuggies. Yes. They, they still, 
need that that underlying support. Um, the next step up would be Lolita's, which is definitely more the uh, sexual side of things, and it's the you know the teenager that's trying to seduce the older person or whatever. Um, then you've got your caregivers, mommies, daddies, whatevers, you know. Right. It's the person that's willingly going to drive themselves nuts, entertaining and protecting that other half. Um, so in a nutshell, in a very stripped down variation, that is that is age play. Uh, there's a whole lot of right ways to do it. And there's very few, very wrong ways to do it. Um, age play is probably the only aspect of BDSM where gatekeeping is very, very valid and very encouraged. Yes. Um, and if you can't figure out why it's encouraged, look at the news. Uh, understand uh, that there are people out there that are very wrong in the head, and those are the ones we make sure don't show up. I was going to take a moment on that because it's it's something that for the, the uninitiated should be aware of is the something that didn't anyone who listened to our older episodes like DDLG once started as a master slave intent dynamic. We're talking ages ago now. I mean, it's become a very different thing, Um, but it was originally a very strict, rigid, structured master slave setup. But it was also very hetero for lack of a better way to put it. It had very few moving parts because it wasn't allowed to back then. I have since seen it blossom into what has become a separate lifestyle, effectively. Um, I I come across sites now where they com- have come back to calling it DDLG and not just CGL+, but they explain themselves as it's because it's gender neutral. They don't care what gender either party is. But they also specify that because so much of DDLG now is as non-sexual as it is sexual, it is an inherently separate lifestyle that is still tied to BDSM instead of only being BDSM. And I find that a fascinating way that it's grown because it I would absolutely agree with that. It's become its own animal that, you know, kind of like pet play is its own animal in that regard where it it brushes and overlaps with BDSM, but it is not inherently kink anymore because it isn't always sexual in nature, even though its roots have started there. So that, that actually brings me up to, there's two main variations within age play. Um, right. You've got what we consider light age play, or we, it's just referred to as age play, which is the non-sexual side of things. And then you have dark age play. And while that brings out a bad connotation, if it's done between two consenting adults, it's not. But it is definitely the sexual side of things. It's, you know, you've been naughty. You seduced daddy, you know, whatever. And I'm using daddy because that's who I am. That's what I am. Right. Um, please don't take this as a me implying it has to be just a male masculine. Nah. I've seen some of the most amazing caregivers I've ever run across are very feminine presenting human beings. Um, I was going to say my caregiver is very much non-binary. So your, your caregiver is another one who is a caregiver, but is not supervision. 
Because um, <laughs> blue will encourage bad ideas left and right and then yell at you for holding a knife all the same breath, which is very entertaining to watch. Oh, I bet. It's more like, so they're just a caregiver to me, but then they are, in a sense, a middle. Or um, there's also another aspect, which is um, also called siblings. That one wasn't mentioned earlier, so I figured I'd bring that one up where it's more like True. littles, 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 middles, or and stuff like that as well. So in a sense, they would count as one of them. But for me, they're my caregiver. For everyone else, they're a sibling. Absolutely. Well, and there's, I found this recently. I had this discussion this last week that was very interesting because some, I had to ask someone because they had referred to spicy age play. And apparently this is a, a growing terminology. And I had to ask about it because I'd never heard it before. And the way New they broke it, right? Well, the way they broke it down is it separated age play is still what it is, but it separates dark age play. In other words, sexual age play um, into separate categories. Spicy is closer to that Lolita role you had described earlier, where it's closer to that middle range of messed up in school and looking for a spanking kind of sexual, where it's slightly older, more naughty, and less inherently dark. And dark age play is more into the CNC and darker end of kink, is the way it was explained to me. And obviously it's not a universal term by any stretch, but I found it interesting. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm liking the logic that one's going with. Right? It caught my interest as a result, and I'm, I'm going to learn more just because now I'm curious. But I had to ask someone because it was referred to in my end. And I was like, I need to know that, more about this because I'm not an expert. That sounds a lot more like what Liz and I do, like, just on a daily at home. Um, there's definitely aspects of that where, you know, she she's going to get a little bratty. She's going to push buttons. She knows it. She literally will look at me in the middle of getting spanked and go, it was worth it. Um. um to drive me nuts i know and and she's giggling the entire time but it's definitely that spicier side without necessarily having the sexual side oh and there's an important question in the chat about what is the difference between a caregiver versus a big brother slash big sister and is there overlap uh no difference whatsoever a caregiver is going to be anybody who takes on that role of looking out for the little or middle, but I'm going to actually step out on that one and let Liz and JC both give a, a better answer. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I feel like sometimes I am a caregiver though. I don't consider myself a big necessarily. Um, I like to help take care of you know my littler friends and, have fun with them and stuff like that to be right alongside them in the trenches per se. But, um, yeah, I definitely think there is overlap as Starry was saying earlier, their caregiver is more of a sibling to other people. So I think there's definitely overlap. JC, did you have anything to add to that? No, I would completely agree. Um, when I take on the role as kind of like a big sister or a big, I wouldn't necessarily call myself a caregiver in that realm. I like to get down and do crafts and color and really just kind of encourage the littles that I'm playing with, you know, giving them 
that extra boost that they need that what they're doing is awesome and um when I'm in a caregiver type role I take on more of a role as like a mommy in a way for you know the the smaller littles and um, making them food or helping them pick a show making sure that it plays correctly for them and then I get down in that sister role and play with them say I like what Knox said earlier as a babysitter I do see like there's overlap being someone who's very little and very much the smaller one I um whenever I have someone who I see as like a big sibling I don't see them as authoritative as I do for my caregiver like for my caregiver I know they're the one that's going to be the one that actually like you know makes me the food does all this stuff with me when I see a big sibling I see someone who more like helps me pick which color crayon I want to go color with and stuff like that like something like that's a small task similar to like like when kiddos want to be like oh I'm the big kid therefore I'm in charge of you but in reality there's the parent actually being like no no I'm the one in charge (laughs) that's my woody impression I hope you enjoyed that (laughs) (laughs) well it's funny because um when I was still in a a DDLG dynamic back in Minnesota and I was somebody's daddy. I was not quite like the uncle that Woody describes, but I was referred to as big brother by all the other littles that would congregate around with them because they weren't my person. So I was a lot less authoritative with them, but I was a directing force, so to speak when they were all together and out somewhere. Mm -hmm. So big brother is a, as a glorified babysitter in certain circumstances is not entirely wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Not in a bad way, by and any I feel stretch. But like no, you're fine. I feel like it's just perfectly acceptable to be flexible in that way, especially when that person isn't your little. Um, that you can kind of flux between different roles, between being a big or a caregiver, or you know, a fellow middle getting down with the littles to play. Yes, absolutely. That's something I think I've run across and and seen far more than people realize, especially when we're doing our larger events. Most of the middles are the ones helping make sure everybody else, all the littles have snacks or drinks. But yet at the same point, they're taking time and they're plopping down on the table right next to them and doing whatever arts and crafts projects might be getting dealt with or you know they're the ones with the remote for the giant cuddle pile that has disney or something else playing on tv um they're you know i jokingly say it's hurting cats but really the middles that are in our group are the ones doing the hurting and yeah the daddies and the mommies just kind of get to sit back and enjoy seeing them have fun it's like taking the kids to the park and then letting them run around and you're just kind of watching on the sidelines in case there's an actual emergency. Right. Pretty much, yeah. They're the ones with the first aid kit and the diaper bag. Right. <laughs> exactly. There might be a spare bottle or two. Beverage or something in the diaper bag. But yeah, we got that. I've seen the flask. I know there is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, come on. Would you sit there and say that that wouldn't be a necessity if a pack of them were running around? 
So our we had fun when we went to like the apple orchard and whatnot. Oh no, I I'm sure. Go on the big slide. <laughs> um, One of the events we do every fall, and well, it's always in October, is what we call our harvest festival event. Um, this year and then last year we skipped the candy store, but the year before that we also did. It. So we take whoever's coming along with us and start off at. Minnesota's largest candy store, and they're not joking. This thing is huge. And yep. you send it's that many I remember that thing. <laughs> you send that many littles and middles into a sugar loaded facility. Right. And what you're hurting you cats and, uh, <laughs> that's why alcohol gets brought. All right. There's usually something in the coffee as I'm walking around and Going I'm in really with only making... bad enough. What is wrong with you? You are a masochist. I'd say you, I'd say you did really, really good this time. That's because I barely Liz, saw you. Liz and I had a conversation with what her budget was, and she knew Daddy was serious. You can only spend so much if you want to do stuff at the Apple Orchard, too. So there was very much a, you get to have fun, but in limits. And then I just sent her loose. Thinking rules. I know. I know. God forbid. Broken. Duh. That's what they're there for. You see it as a stepping stool. I see it as a challenge. <laughs> I could so see this happening, too. I'm pretty sure we still <laughs> went over budget anyways. <laughs> Somehow I'm not surprised by this in the slightest. Then there's me. I went by myself. My caregiver wasn't with me, so I was very much unsupervised. Good tell. So um, I basically had to be my own sibling. <laughs> but sometimes um, it's also just nice going out by yourself and feeling little as well. Like just going to, like I said, like they said, the uh, Minnesota's largest candy store just by yourself. And then like just feeling little, looking at everything, but then also knowing that, no, you also have a budget. It's tricky. It's a really tricky dynamic, but when played out right, it's really fun. Oh, I can imagine. Um, mm -hmm. Something that was commented in the chat, and I definitely want to touch on because it's part of where I'm familiar with, is there was a comment about how Dark Age play ties into regaining your own power and is encouraged in certain kink-aware therapy circles and such, and I... I can speak to that part of it because the person I was involved with um, specifically got involved and dabbled in dark age play because it was part of their therapeutic method of dealing with certain traumas in their past. And that is, mm -hmm. it's not an uncommon part of BDSM to begin with for most people who are, who have delved in at all into the psychological premises. But I think in DDLG, it has a special place because it's, because age play and age regression and all of that have such specific spaces now, like it's much more defined than it was even 20 years ago, where we don't just call it all one thing. Um, and I think the therapeutic side of that has been broken down even further as a result as well. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And it has its places. Yeah, well, yeah, I was like gonna it's say a tree and it branches out and branches out and branches out. Exactly. And but the big key thing to it is always, to me, I've always seen it as like a power play where 
when you're more into that little side you basically are relinquishing all of your power you have someone else telling you what to do like you have no control over if someone is going to check your pull up you have no control of who's um dressing you like they pick out your outfits for you they pick out what food you're eating like it's basically you are relying just like a baby is relying on their care or on their parents Mm -hmm. um and then as middles go that's like almost an attack power play where they definitely are more bratty but at the same time they want to have that power play where they're not in control but they want to feel like they're in control and then as a caregiver you basically have all of that power you are the one taking care of that person and they are trusting you with that so there's like a lot of trust and power into it, but then Absolutely. it all still branches out into its own thing from age play to age regression to all that fun stuff as well. <laughs> I hope I explained that okay. <laughs> no, I think you did just fine. Um, Hooray! I'll only add to that in that I think it's it's good for those that are in the, again, in the uninitiated category to understand that, you know, the nature of DDLG has become what it is. That little space, and that's something I want to approach here properly in a little bit, but that it's not inherently either sexual or kink-related, and that has its own therapeutic use. Um, and it's part of why DDLG has become its own lifestyle system, inherently apart from BDSM entirely, because it's not always a power exchange anymore. Um I've met littles who get into little space with a partner who is simply understanding but not involved, etc. Where they're no longer a part of it, so it's literally someone who's just being little for themselves. And that mm. was something that didn't used to occur at all. Like, it was a very uncommon thing back in the day, and now it's becoming more commonplace. And I think that's beautiful, because I think it's got its places. Especially for those that are using it for, whether it's therapy or not. Yeah, I do a lot of like little space like stuff. <laughs> like we all say I'm the littlest little. It's because I do have a lot of like trauma and whatnot and I use it as a way to um just like be in a different like headspace as well. And for the most part, it's not seen as sexual. It's seen as me just being small and just vulnerable and being able to enjoy that rather than seeing it as sexual so for the most part i definitely lean towards more of the age regression aspect rather than the kink aspect right but yeah i hope that makes sense sometimes i don't make sense no it made absolute sense as far as i'm concerned it made it made sense to me and that says a lot so hooray <laughs> i do my best and that's what matters Gold star sorry Yay! So one of the first partners I had, and this is actually where, God, uh, 20 years ago, 19 years ago, something like that. I was still on the East Coast. Um, Careful what you'll start where as old as I am. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, <laughs> this, this is where I first found out about age play. And like Dartex was saying, back then, there wasn't all the different varieties of things. There was a little, which was anybody on the submissive side of the slash. And there was a daddy or a mommy. And I had no idea what it was. And, you know, I was dating this lady and she's explaining things. And I'm like, oh, 
okay. And I swear the first time we're actually like, we'd been at the dungeon, we'd done our things. And then all of a sudden her little voice came out in the middle of Smexy time. And I was like, mm, nope, nope. Hard line right there. We weren't, we're not, we're not getting there. Cause that just, that's felt wrong on so many levels. And we had to have that conversation. Oh, I'm sure that it was very much a, I understood she wasn't meaning to, but that was crossing lines that were just so far from. In your comfort. Yeah. In, in my personal comfort level, that was. That, that, yeah, that's like you're have an actual child and you hear them crying in the middle of you and mom trying to have fun. And all of a sudden everything just kind of deflates and you're like, we're done. Let's go do the other thing. No, but that's valid because it had not been discussed first. So it came out of left. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right. And it just, it, it's, it's amazing to see how things have evolved and adapted over the last 20 plus years oh, yeah. and to see where things are at now. And I, I, I'm really interested to see where they're going to be in 20 years from now. I'll agree with that. I think, I think touching on being little consensually with other people is an important point to make here too, is that yes, you can be a little in middle, but it's very important for a lot of them to make sure that the people around you are consenting to be involved in your kink while you're in that space, you know? 100%. And that comes with just partners, but also like, in group settings, you know? Mm-hmm. I I find that a fascinating detour because 20-something years ago, when, when I first started seeing DDLG at all, those littles that I had met who were, were even identified as such, which was very uncommon because that percentage pool was even smaller than it is today, much smaller than it is today, especially since it was hetero only, um... Little space was such a protected thing because many of the people who identified as littles had a lot of age regression automatically. And it was an extremely cautious, paranoid space for them where they were very careful who they trusted with it. And so a lot of people didn't even know if they were littles or not unless they were comfortable around you. So for it to have evolved to the point where it's become this entirely different animal where they have to be more mindful of who they're around when they become little or let it out or are just that way in front of people. It's an interesting evolution. Kind of like Bratz and a couple of other things where it's become a point where you have to be more mindful of the consent of those around you. Oh yeah. I think it's like that for a lot of kinks also in general, as you want to have that type of consent. Um, Similar for when I'm in my middle space, I want to make sure the people that are around me I trust before I end up going into a more smaller headspace because the last thing I want is for something bad to happen while I'm in that space because it's seen as, I don't want to say a sanctuary, but I don't know what other word to use. (laughs) Um, So I want to make sure that I am safe when I'm in a little space as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, and that, that technically allows us to segue right into the, the part that I think a lot of people have the most 
you know, confusion about, so to speak, if they're not intimately familiar with Littles to begin with, is Little Space. Because it's, it's definitely not the same as Subspace by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've had to learn this one with my partner, who Siri is very much a Little, but it's an extremely uncommon part of her. She doesn't do age regression or any of that. <laughs> so... It was something that took time to talk about, and she was extremely cautious about it, even with me. Because it's such a different aspect to her personality. Mm-hmm. Having a partner that really supports it is an important thing. Like, I know when I'm with Woody and we're out in public and we're going through a store or something like that, I'll sometimes we'll walk past the toy section and I'll drop in a little space and start wheeling and freaking out over a Hello Kitty toy or something. <laughs> oh gosh, but I do all the time with my partner. <laughs> yeah, like, I think sometimes we, that part of us just comes out in our personality and everyday life, but having somebody who you're with that you feel comfortable letting that out, sometimes it just gives you the freedom to let it come and go as it pleases, you know? I wouldn't really what Liz see is it referring. As- I was going to say what Liz is referring to, and and this is where every relationship, every dynamic is different. We will be be somewhere, or she will be on Amazon or whatever. She's sharp and take a breath. And it's gotten me to the point of, it's like, I know what's about to come. (laughs) And she will have, I have a mighty need. It is a need. And then you see either Hello Kitty or Jack Skellington and some new variation she has not run across yet. And she's like, you will get this now. And it's not a sweet plight kind. It's a small dictator built into a sweet plight kind all at the same time (laughs) rolled up with a, I will slit your throat if you tell me no batting eyelashes and yet looking as cute and adorable as humanly possible all at the same time. And it's a blast and it's amazing. And at the same time, it's like, but do you really have a need? And you can just see like the wheels start cranking in for any actual parent. You you've seen that look where the little child all of a sudden starts trying to figure out how they can win the argument because they're going to win the argument. And that is Liz when she has a mighty need because Hello Kitty or Nightmare Before Christmas just came out with something new that she does not seen before. And it's it makes me giggle every time I try really hard not to actually do it in front of her because then I don't know, I'm also a sadist and it torments her. So, you know, it's a win win for me. Big Mads. (laughs) Oh, I bet. I can picture this, unfortunately. Um, um, as it was said in the chat, it, it's I can actually attest to because it just telling your partner must be daunting about the just because of the misinformation and stigmas about DDLG and everything with it. And I, I can come back to like bear in mind when I met Syria, she was making her own passies. She was clearly more in the little camp then because she had the. It was more online because she hadn't had a lot of time in the live space with someone the way she does now. Um, And even then, knowing full well that she was like that, when we first got involved on any deeper level, she was very careful and cautious about even approaching me about that part of things. 
And so I, I won't pretend everybody's experience are the same, but I do want to ask like each of the little slash middles in the, in the group to identify how they see their little space, like what it means for them. Oh goodness. It's tricky. So like (laughs) for me, I think there's also a, a huge difference between little space and just having an age regression moment. Um, a lot of people can think that little space is like anytime you go out and you see something it's i also see it as um just having an age regression moment where you just want to like stim or you want to like um hold a plushie and just hold it super close to yourself and all that fun stuff um for me being in a little space it's more definitely closer to like being under the age of two like almost 18 months two ish so like I have I have pacifiers. I have like little chewable like those silicone chew toy, not chew toy, not dog toys. Um I can't think of the Sensory. word. Sensory, Sensory. toys. <laughs> um thank you. I I have a lot of stuff like that. I have like onesies, rompers, um I also delve into diapers and pull-ups. Like I fully like indulge into it. Because I enjoy feeling vulnerable and I enjoy feeling like super little. And I don't know. I think I just like, there's just something about it where I'm able to just not deal with the stresses of life. Like as an adult, you have a lot of, lot of responsibilities. But being younger and just feeling smaller, you don't have any of those like it feels like all of that just kind of washes away for me and I'm able just for like just in that moment I'm able to just feel happy I'm able to feel like I don't have to worry about anything I can just be a small little bug under a rug in a goofy silly mood hugging all my plushies if that makes sense (laughs) Everyone went quiet after I said that. No, I'm scared. Oh, I think what you said <laughs> made a lot of sense. Um, Hooray. So I also have a couple passies. Now, I don't bring mine out super often. Mine kind of come out when it's like me and daddy cuddle time watching a movie right before we go to sleep or something like that. Um, but clothes that make me feel more little and stuff like that. and a lot of things that help put me in the space. Um, yeah, I don't know. My my little space is kind of either when I'm with other age players or when it's just kind of like me and daddy and we're just hanging out and it's just I can let myself be me and just relax and not worry that it's coming out and knowing that he's going to nurture it and be there for me the whole time the safety thing what about you jc i was waiting for liz to finish talking i was trying to be polite <laughs> <I'm done. laughs> um so for me i only do my middle age play with fellow age players um or i do it solo i don't do it with a partner even though my partners are aware of that side of me it's something that is very personal for me um, and so, you know, 
when I want to feel in that middle space, I just, you know, pick a fun little teen movie. I make myself a snack. Um, I put on that cute outfit that, you know, I think I look really good in. Um, and I really get into that headspace where, you know, I am safe in a place now where I wasn't when I was growing up. It's something that I can control the environment completely. Um, and as Sari and Liz said, it's very much a safety thing. Um, and it's not that I don't trust my partners because I do implicitly, um, but it's something that's so personal to me that I kind of want to just keep it for myself um, unless I'm in a space where I'm with other age players and then I kind of take on more of a big role and protect them as well as get down and play with them. I can appreciate that. Um, I do want to ask specifically, as it was asked in the chat, like, as the headspace itself, is it something you have control over? Like, this applies to all of you. It, Like, is it something you have control over? Is it something that sometimes just kind of triggers on its own? Uh, and like like Knox specified, I have been to events where I have watched littles that who are helping to run events actively pull themselves out of that space to deal with things and flip back into it. And I know not everybody has the same... Control is the wrong word, but I don't have a better one because I myself am obviously not a little. <laughs> I was going to say it definitely depends on the person for sure. For... A lot of people like they have like a set plan for what they want to do and in that time span they don't want they don't want to like switch out of it they want to stay in that for however long for other people they're able to switch in and out like if it's not obvious by my voice going from right now to more my a, um, lighter pitched one <laughs> um i'm able to switch in and out really really like that um but for other people like i think it just really depends similar to any other thing as well yeah like for me it's, yeah, it's kind of harder oh sorry jc go ahead no that's okay go for it <laughs> i was gonna say for me it's a little harder um sometimes i have if i have stuff going on in my life like right now specifically my life is stressful as hell like life is just super extra hard right now and i have described my emotional being right now as a garbage fire um so it's really hard for me to be able to just let go and go into little space um i don't regress uh i don't go into age regression as starry had mentioned uh that they do but then i think that's personal for everybody i think age regression is kind of separate from little space and they can overlap, but they are two separate beings. Um, but yeah, I don't know. JC, what do you have to add? Yeah, I was going to agree with um, Starry about like the, the self-regulation aspect. I think everybody is different in the fact that, you know, there could be certain stressors that pop up that just kind of put you back in that headspace. I don't want to necessarily say... A trigger but it could possibly be just depending on the person um but like if i'm 
out shopping and I see something like super cute, I can feel that middle side come up, but it doesn't necessarily come out. I still can indulge in that in kind of a public space by buying the thing for me, kind of like what he was saying with Liz, you know, you can't always stop it. Um, but you can kind of regulate it a little bit by indulging in that one small thing that you do for yourself, even though you're not in that space all the time. Um, but when I do get into middle space, mine is very much kind of a, a set time span where I know that I have the ability to be in that space for that certain amount of time where I can really just let go. Um, I don't necessarily drop into it whenever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I forgot oh. to mention that uh, I also, I can pull myself out at any time, like if we're in a, at an event and I'm helping run the event, if I need to, I can just stop and, you know, deal with household things because it's at our house and then go back to everything else. Yeah, I'm the I same way, Liz. Yeah, I was going to say I have like, I have a lot of really intense anxiety disorders and um, <laughs> I'm a massive perfectionist. So sometimes it has been difficult for me to fall into a smaller little space because I mentioned earlier, it's kind of just relinquishing your own control of, over yourself. And so sometimes it can be tricky for people to be like switching back from just being like fully little to bam, being back into your own control over everything. So like as I've gotten older or as I've been more like being able to express myself in that way, I've been able to switch a lot faster and a lot better. But when I was a bit younger, as in um, freshly 18, I, I couldn't like I was dead set on this. And if I wasn't, I couldn't like I would try my best to be in a little space like I would have everything all decked out but my head wasn't there. And so for a lot of people that can be super, super tricky. So it's just like, I feel like you really do have to explore that a lot more and try and help like your anxiety be like, no, it's okay. You are safe. You can do this. You are allowed to feel small. You're allowed to feel little. You're allowed to feel like a middle, all that fun stuff. All that fun stuff. <laughs> well, and I think sometimes it's difficult to get out of that stigma headspace as well of, you know, are you mm -hmm. really supposed to be acting like a child when you're an adult? But really, why not? Especially if you're in a space where, you know, you're completely safe, you know, it's completely consensual and you can really enjoy it. Why not enjoy it? Mm hmm. I think it's tricky. That, for, that actually. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. You go ahead. I was going to say that seg <laughs> that segues into why we created the group. Um, so a little backstory or context. Uh, my previous partner before Liz, her and I actually started the first age play group in the the Minnesota Twin Cities area. Damn near two decades ago, and we did it because 
we would be at regular BDSM parties and, you know, her, her aftercare bag was literally a soft fuzzy blanket and some form of, you know, it always had to be Crayola because God forbid she had something other than that, you know, <laughs> markers or crayons or something. Woody, we're losing you. Something she could color on. And there was literally, we were at one event and hold on. No worries. That's why we have post-production. Yes. Yeah. All right. So somehow or another, she corrupted multiple other friends into, they ended up underneath the buffet table at this event with multiple coloring books and they're all sharing markers. And Next thing you know, the various dominants that were, you know, older, not quite old guard, but older mentality are like, I don't understand why they're doing this. This is disrespectful. And it's like, because this is how they're feeling safe. They're in an environment where they feel like it's okay. Just let them be. They're not hurting anything. And that was kind of the catalyst for we need to create a spot where this, this activity can happen without having judgment. Because it's so, even now, you're still going to run across events where somebody's going to judge you for doing this. And it's not fair. It's it's kink shaming, bottom line. And it's not something I'm ever going to be okay with or comfortable around. So we created the group. Her and I fell apart. That group went hiatus. Liz and I started dating and it was... Her and I literally just were doing things on our own. And and next thing you know, Liz and I got an, an opportunity to host an event that was geared towards age play. And that's what kicked off the pillow fort. And I don't we know, can what, make a two and a half years later. Yeah, we yeah, got it as an offshoot of another group specifically because we went to throw this party for age play. And then the host got COVID because it was still, yeah, it was earlier two and a half years ago. Yeah. Like he said. Um, and so we ended up pulling everybody to our house and hosting here. And we were like, this has come across. It's been so well received that the community needs this again. So, so yeah, I, I fully track where JC is coming from. Um, Nick's had made some comments in the, uh, you know, typed them in about needing to know there was a dedicated space where she could relax and get into that. Um, Nix is one of our other local littles, and she very much is one where she'll show up at our events because she knows she has that chance to check out from reality and just let go and be safe. And that's partly, I mean, that's a big reason why we do the pillow before it the way we do it. It's it's a safe space for people to show up and they know once they walk through those doors at whatever house we're at, the real world stops on the outside and you're allowed to be yourself and every big or caregiver there will bend over backwards to keep them safe and keep them in that head space for as long as we can. And as long as they're in our space, so they're able to do them. That's all I got. You did a good job. I'm proud of you. Mm, thanks, Starry. <laughs> Yay. You little, you little shit. I'll give you all the Gold Star stickers. 
Uh-huh. Like the whole sticker sheet. Oh, but that's... I think that's something that it needs to be talked about at length anyway, because there's, you know, we, we understand some of the funner aspects, but there's the other side to that where the nature of DDLG has always been inherently, I hate to say political, I don't have a better word for it, but the nature of it is taboo even amongst other BDSM. Controversial, thank you, Dottie, that's perfect. <laughs> that's what I get when I'm not running with enough coffee. Um... Because the nature of it delves into things that make the uninitiated think about it the wrong way. Let's put it that way. Because I think the first thing that anyone who's listening needs to understand is consent is key. But more importantly, it's consent amongst adults is key. And I cannot stress that enough, and I don't think enough people understand. Um. Like, I've been seeing a hashtag around for the last couple of years in DDLG circles called No Kids in My Kink. Mm. And it's to stress the point that that's how it's supposed to be. That there is no digging in any further than that. Like, there shouldn't be. And I don't disagree. I mean, everybody involved should be 18+. plus. That's kind of the point in any kink. Correct. It's yeah. bad, but it's true, and it's... It gets into the, the 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 really big ugly gorilla elephant in the room anytime you're dealing with DDLG, and you're going to have those people that want to skirt the fine line of legal illegal, and this is how they found a way to get around it because they can find someone who acts very young and looks very young, and that fills their very fucked up needs and instead of somebody just taking them out and giving them a dirt nap for a long period of time um but yeah it's it's why we gatekeep the hell out of it um anytime we have somebody new trying to join the pillow fort especially if they're male especially if they're of the dominant persuasion i grill the living hell out of them and I will go through their profile and everything I can to see what's going on. And are they actually going to be a fit? Because it's not, um, it's not a meat market. It's not, it, it's a space that has to be kept extremely safe for the littles and the middles. And we have people in our group that are pets too, which just goes hand in hand because what puppy or kitty doesn't want to get pet and scratched by all the littles and middles of the world. It keeps all of them very happy and entertained. But I'll bend over backwards. I will be the biggest, meanest SOB in the world to keep them safe. And that is why it's just at the core of who I am. And that's, yeah, that's what makes me the, the, the daddy I am. And what allows Liz to feel extremely safe around me. And she won't go to events that are ABDL or age play without me because she can't feel safe. Sorry, I just heard a noise in my background. <laughs> I was just <laughs> I just completely got out of it. Um but yeah, I super super agree. Like at the end of the day, we're all still like adults and we're all like we all know that we are completely cognizant and like aware of what we are doing. Um I'm an artist and I do a lot of like other um I follow a lot of people who are also artists. And for um, for a lot of people, they also commission themselves as a younger child. 
but at the end of the day they are still an adult it's more like than portraying how they are feeling into a piece of art if that makes sense at all um but for a lot of people especially like on twitter you still we still have to put a massive sign saying no one under the age of 18 heck we have a few people who even say no one under the age of 21 because something like that is incredibly like there is that little fine line that's very very dangerous um so we like have to be really really strict on it which sucks it sucks that this has to be like the strictest for it but it's to make sure that everyone in this space is safe no i think that's important i'm i have always been the the few times i have ended up involved in that part of the community i have absolutely never wanted anything to do with anyone under 21 and i understand there's overlap for those that are shall we say closer to that line who are like 21 themselves 22 whatever that's one sorry thing. hi i'm 25 um when i joined <laughs> the group i was 23 <laughs> I, I mean siri is in her late 20s now i mean i understand but that's even that was under what I would have normally considered acceptable for me, so to speak, um, to begin with. So, and it's not that there's yeah. anything wrong with those that dabble in that range of things. It's that I personally don't inherently interact with someone quite into the you know eighteen to twenty two range because that's a little too far into the even if it's all above board someone's going to get the wrong idea or, you know, there's going to be an inherent taint to it in some way by somebody. And that's just not fair to anyone involved. No, I get it. I, um, especially for me and my partner, when we very, like, when we freshly turned to 18 and 19 and 20 in that age range, um, we very much knew not a lot of people wanted to be around us. And we, like, whenever we picked groups, we picked groups that were in that same age range as us just because that was just because we knew that people who were older probably weren't going to take people who were 19, 20, just because of how close that was to uh, consent. So we always made sure that we stayed in our own group, similar to people who were all that. Like once you turn like 24, 25, then you start being able to go with a lot more people who are older in the um, kink. Um, both with age regression and an age play but when I first like turned 18 I was like haha I now get to be, be part of this no no not I really wasn't still I was still tiny baby <laughs> <laughs> um I was just like yeah no they they don't want me I'll, I'll stick over here and play with my crayons in the different box <laughs> but at least you recognized why like that and I understand why not everybody would inherently at first but I appreciate that you at least recognize the issue and why there was one so mm -hmm. I know a lot of people like will explain it to extent they will shout it out they will like throw bricks at the walls and everything for it and there are still people who are just like, <laughs> I can still walk it. No, no, you can't. <laughs> like, a lot of people are really vocal about how strict that line is. Because at the end of the day, there's still, like, something very dangerous with that line. And so it's very important for people that once it's crossed, like, you got to shut it down completely. I've had a few people, like, I am 
I don't have a lot of followers on Twitter, but like I said before, I'm an artist. I post a lot of my artwork and every once in a while, um, every follower I get, I have to check their profile because even though um, for a lot of people, when it says no one over or no one under 18, they're still going to try and follow. Yep. It's to the point where um, there's many people that say, if you do not have your age in your bio, I will block you because that's how like tight knit it has to be. That's how strict it has to be just because of the just because of the type of kink that it is like you have to be incredibly strict about it. I think we do that specifically to make sure that not only are we allowing predators in our areas, but to protect the children. Not allowing. Mm -hmm. Not allowing predators. Yes, that's (laughs) what I mean. Not allowing predators. I'd like to hope that we're all enough of an adult to understand what she had meant. Um, Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's literally just to make sure that everyone is safe. Right. That adults stay with adults, that anyone under 18 they're not allowed they can do their own thing with themselves but not with us that's not allowed uh no point blank period <laughs> no 100 percent. i mean strictly yeah, speaking is, is go ahead go ahead oh i was just gonna say that feels like yeah a lot of people who are new to understanding ddlg um or age play in general, understanding the difference between age play and abuse. Yes. And that's, I think the biggest thing that we scream from the rooftops is consenting adults. Nothing about this is abuse. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's always think been the trickiest think- thing, too. Yep. Well, that's why you have to be careful, because no matter, like, as someone who is now in their 40s, even though I personally can understand that, yes, someone who is 22 years old is capable of being mature. That doesn't mean it's common. And just as importantly, someone out there is going to look at that age bracket difference. God forbid it mattered and it came up. Yeah. Who doesn't understand <laughs> and is going to be a problem because of it. And you don't get to pretend yeah. that can't happen just because you are two functional people and you happen to see eye to eye or whatever. And so those are still things you have to account for when you talk at the community level. Um, someone who is effectively an educator in the king community now, like even my TikTok, I specify 18 plus. And while I don't get a whole lot of followers, the nature of kink talk is I hate using it that way, but it is what it is. Like anytime I get a new follower, I immediately check to see if they're private, if there's any pictures that make them look like they're 15. I have to. Because I absolutely do not play around with that, and I won't. Same. Like, the very nature of the conversations we have. Right. <laughs> no, exactly. And I knew you'd understand. Is it? Like, it's the very nature yeah. of what we do and the content we deal with. I have to be responsible regardless. Even if that person may be a functionally okay person, has no bearing on anything. It's about mm. safety for everyone involved, and that means the other people around me, not just myself. So right. in the case of, like, DDLG, yeah, maybe I would get along whether some other person in their older bracket gets along with someone who's 22, and maybe they really are just that mature or whatever, and we won't make the jokes here. But for the sake of argument, even if it's true, it only takes one person who doesn't understand 
to become a toxic problem for those two people and the people around them immediately. Mm -hmm. And so safety still matters. Yeah, I think that's also why um, there's not a lot of people who where the caregiver is 30 and the little is 20. There's a lot of like, even then, there's still a lot of people who do gatekeep that because it, that is a, still a really fine line. Right. For me, I'm right now I'm 25 and my partner is 26. We are less than a year apart. We are the same age for a total of eight days and then it's his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> like for a lot of people, it tends to then just stay around that same age. Um, what I know when Blue and I, when we first went um, to like Pillow Fort or any of the other little events, we like were really close, tight knit. Um, and everybody else, they were, yeah, they were littles, yeah, they were this, but I never saw them as any. Oh goodness, I don't know how to word this. <laughs> um, but just being as just as young as I was. I wanted to make sure that we were safe along with everybody else. And that was, it's tricky. Like I, I said earlier, it's tricky. No, absolutely. Um, I know when, I know when we first started pillow fort, I know I'm sitting here like being a super bumbly golden retriever energy, but also knowing that I was the youngest one still. <laughs> I think even now I'm still the youngest one in the group. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> I do my best. Um to the point where I also do a lot of voice acting, so I'm able to like imitate much younger vocabulary. Um a lot of people say like it's similar to like um oh god, I know I forgot her name. I think Tessa Strong, the one who voice acts oh, like Timmy Turner. Yes, and, yes. I know who yeah, you're talking like, about. Like I'm able to imitate like a baby cry and uh stuff like that. <laughs> Like I'm able to do a lot of stuff like that because that's just what I'm what I've grown up with right. is being able to imitate a lot of that and all that fun stuff as well. <laughs> um, I think I segued completely off. My bad. <laughs> it's okay. It if I had a dollar for every time that happened on this show, I would not have to work for a living. Um, I just like to voice act. Okay. <laughs> um, it's it's something that needs to be said about in that capacity also, because it's, it's something the Imperatrix and I like to refer to, and it was originally her, her term and I absolutely adopted no shame. Um, but when we talk about people who are under the age of 25 and we refer to, and even then there's no hard bracket, but we refer to them as feral. Okay. Yep. I think that was that. Feral. She saw it. Yep. <laughs> Absolute credit you where are. it's due because it absolutely started with her. But it's and it's just being honest. The reality is you aren't quite and I don't mean you specifically, so let me be very clear. Like you if you yourself your are not like that, too. you know people who are just like that in your age range. For where sure. they're just they're still hormonal, they don't make good decisions yet, their brains aren't fully there yet. And that's nothing wrong with them. It's just the nature of growing. Like at 20 years old, we're so full of hormones, we don't know which way is up yet just because we hit past puberty. We don't. We don't make yeah, good decisions when it comes to ourselves and our decision making with others in biochemistry. So I think. Yeah, the brain doesn't stop aging until 25. Exactly. So I think it's one of those things where, you know, DDLG is a great example of that, only in that. You see people between 18 and 22 will often be paired up together 
because other people who are older won't quite go there if they're all healthy and consensual and ethical. And it's for mm-hmm. similar reasons, because we recognize their decision-making skills aren't nearly where they should be yet for the nature of what we do, especially if in a power dynamic capacity, more specifically, as opposed to if they're just littles being little in their own space and they don't need a caregiver, that's one thing, because then it's non-sexual. But I think the moment it becomes in the kink side of things, that changes a lot. And so I found that that age relaxes the older you get. Like, it isn't uncommon (laughs) to see someone who's 28 with someone who might be 40. And it's not because they're actively hunting an older person. It's that that age of maturity relaxes a lot. The moment you're actually able to relate to each other healthily, keyword being healthily, ethically, not just, oh, we understand each other. I mean, you know. It does require that being able to sit down and have adult, serious conversations about what you want, where you want it, the ethics of it. And you just can't have that the same way if you are 40-something and the other person's 20. Because that person doesn't know which way is up yet. Not really. They're still trying to figure mm-hmm. all of that out. So for everybody's sake, like like what he said about the gatekeeping side of things... And I I don't like calling it gatekeeping, but there isn't a better term, so it does work. You know, you have to be, you know, Woody knows, I used to call it bulldogging in the groups that we used to run together. Because I am absolutely like that bulldog on the porch watching for all the young pups and making sure they behave themselves. And it's not necessarily the young pups, it's... mm -hmm. Because I was absolutely like the freaking bouncer at the door. Because I actively kept people who were clearly not going to be healthy out of the ball. It was an active choice of, I want my community to be healthy. And so I watch for those people that are clearly just... We touched upon it when we talked about gore. We touch upon it all the time in BDSM anyway. You know, we inherently attract a certain kind of person. And when we're all ethical and consenting and it's fun and entertaining and there's fuckery and it's a grand old time... But we also attract people who will use this like any other platform, be it poly, open relationships, pick a feature, and they will gravitate towards it because they can use it for their ends to be unhealthy. And so we do have to be careful. The very nature of what we do requires that. And as it was said in the chat by the Imperatrix, yeah, the specific dynamics we talk about today, this DDLG specifically, I think there's an extremely higher level of responsibility involved because the nature of what we do, what we talk about, the themes being of a younger person, even in play, there's so much room for mishandling, abuse, toxification, all of those wonderful things that no one wants to be involved in. Trauma. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, you're fine. Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, I always find it super funny how like, it's mainly just because age play the one the, you have to be the most adult to be able to enjoy being little i don't know why i always find it super funny to me <laughs> like out that's of a all good the way kinks, to describe it I though i love that actually yeah, you have to be the most adult responsible to be able to enjoy being little <laughs> it's accurate though i'm gonna call you out yeah. i'm gonna call starry out on this one because don't call <laughs> me out <laughs> starry's adult job 
still allows Starry to be a full-blown little. Starry did what every little wanted to and went to the Mecca of Stuffies to be important. I work at Build-A-Bear. <laughs> and littles so that will turn into adults, this podcast in a week are going to be like, ooh. Actually, yeah, about 30% of my paycheck goes right back to getting a new stuffed animal. My newest friend is the light blue frog that just came out. That's His fantastic. name is Augustine, and he smells like peppermint peaches. My God. I love him. <laughs> I have no self control. <laughs> I do my best, and that's what matters, though. <laughs> and being oh, this one's gonna, one. this one's potentially gonna blow Knox's mind, and I'm not sure if Dartex is aware of it. Um, oh boy! And it brings age play back full circle into leather itself. There is actually a for lack of better terms, national organization called Little Scouts, which mingles leather and the leather culture with age play. Um, the Pillow Fort, so our local group, has looked into it. And while we haven't actually fully gone full-blown Little Scouts, we went. We decided to. we're going to try something closer to what we're going to go Middle Scouts. So still having that same idea of the 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 leather culture the you know especially the 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 better aspects of the leather culture um but then throwing it full tilt into age play and let's see what happens um star is actually the one who did our group's logo which is a teddy bear you know your 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 standard bondage bear teddy bear with the the leather harness mask and all that but then with a scout shirt on and I think the bear's actually holding uh, cuffs. And a paddle. Oh, yeah, and a paddle. I drew this. I knew exactly what we're doing. So it <laughs> is, it's the, it's the, it's, oh, goodness, it's the scouts and the little uh, thing on the tie. I had both the red and the blue option. I have as a rainbow as well as a little tie. The ascot, I think is what it's called. He, 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 he. Um, and they have the headgear, they have uh, ankle cuffs, they're holding handcuffs, and they have a heart paddle. <laughs> and they're um, snuggling up to the paddle because I thought it was cute touch. <laughs> I, I have to, unfortunately, ruin Woody's day on that one because I think Knox was just saying it in the chat too. But yeah, King Scouts is actually active in a lot of major cities in the country. Um oh. Part of it originally developed out of the same groups that used to be leather pups and whatnot, because the leather boys is not the same as DDLG, and those are two entirely different developments. But a lot of the inspiration for where Kink Scouts became a thing, um, it's also been referred to as Little Scouts in some places, and they even have their own pride flag, by the way. Um, but it very much developed out of the old leather, like the little boys and leather daddies and all of that. Because obviously that was a very different kink structure, but they inspired one another. And that was going on, you know, 20 plus years ago now. But but yes, it is actively a thing, because as it was just said in the chat, there is absolutely room for little people in leather. In a heartbeat. Pickles, yeah. As there should be. Um, I believe it's actually San Francisco that... Um, Heard it, yep. Yep. 
Um, specifically the little scouts, because they're also the ones who develop the pride flag. Uh, and it's this green Aww. and black, like it's a cute little flag. I won't even lie. Um, it's like leather, black and green. And it's an interesting thing that that's a thing, but it's amazing. I'm about to look this up. <laughs> Just look up Little Scout San Francisco. It's pretty great. They are. Yeah, they are the first ones to do it. Um, yep. Yeah, they're age play. Age play DDLG itself, both aspects has grown. And I think when they started really, so apparently, and I was unaware of that, which is really cool. Though the leather side got more traction to it, I think is where a lot of the things have become a little bit more acceptable and mainstream. Um, we have an event that's hosted out in Chicago. Uh, it's either once a year or twice a year. I don't remember called Capcon, which is, as far as I'm aware, one of the so biggest expensive. cons that literally all it is, is H-Play. Um, and yeah, like Star yeah. just referenced, it's very expensive, but I bet it th- is. that's like a full-on bucket list <laughs> event for Liz and I. It's a, the kids are old enough, we don't have to dump, so, you know, like 20 and out of our house, we don't have to dump all of our paychecks into raising these leeches that are our children i love them dearly um we will get a chance to be you don't have to, to explain to trip. any parent in the room woody trust me <laughs> they're black holes for yeah money. i look there's uh i hate referencing movies or shows in any reason for any reason for things like this but there's I I oh yep you found it yep. Hooray! hell yeah um it's there's so a there's a reference to Supernatural, and it's uh, Bobby, the old codger bastard that is basically the drunken uncle to the boys in Winchester's, uh, makes a comment about, you know, kids aren't supposed to uh, love you or whatever. They eat your food and break your heart. And I'm like, that's so much more accurate than I don't think anyone who isn't a parent understands. Oh, that's accurate. Right? My kids have feathers, fur, and scales. Not gonna lie. I mean, <laughs> obviously not a conversation for today. I have five aquariums today, but... in my room alone. <laughs> right? So, I want to to touch base real quick on, on something Dottie had referenced um, or made a comment of. And I think it's, it's one of the aspects of DDLG that nobody wants to talk about because it is such a harsh aspect or reality of it so like any other ds relationship it you know these dynamics and these relationships have far more intense emotions yes like naturally than a vanilla one would but when you add this aspect in so god forbid something ever happened and liz and i separated not only am i losing my submissive but i'm losing my little that's two separate yet the same situations. So it it hits that much harder. These um, these dynamics are amazing and they are so enriching and so fulfilling. But when you lose it, it devastates you that much more. Because mm-hmm. there's a, no, like, such agree. an intense, strong bond when it comes to yeah. like that. Oh yeah, like absolutely, especially. Mm-hmm. especially when going like into age play just like in any scenes or anything like that 
I know like for any type of BDSM or any kind of kink scene, like there's a huge connection. I feel like when it comes to any age play um, scene in particular, the bond is just that much more intimate and that much more stronger. Like, I don't want to say it's like one of the stronger, stronger than any other scene, but it definitely does have like a few more points added. If that makes sense. No, it does. It's a different level of trust than, you know, with impact, you're, you have to trust that they're not going to, you know, physically break your body in a way that you didn't consent to. In age play, you have to trust that they, you know, aren't going to take advantage of you in that space. Yeah, so like scenes, then it would be more physical, but for age play, it's more mental, emotional, psychological almost. It is. Yeah. But I, I don't think enough people understand. Like you, you touched upon it, and it's when I had begun my journey, the the DDLG end of power exchanges. Now, granted, back then it was a strictly hetero leather camp. Like it very much came from hetero leather back then, and it was a very rigid, you know, hetero male, hetero female, daddy little, you know, nothing like it is today, obviously. But it was such an intense dynamic, even for power exchanges, because there were so many working parts and so much structure. The intensity of those relationships was on a different scale. And I don't think enough people understand just how much that still carries today in a lot of ways because of the nature of little play space and age play. And not to say that, you know, a master-slave dynamic is any less intense. It's just a very different kind of intense. Um, and obviously being sexual or not, emotional involvement, all of those things matter. But as the Imperatrix said in the chat, and I totally agree with, I've seen a lot more people maintain connections, especially in in the DDLG scene, where even if the dynamic itself doesn't always work, they maintain a lot of relationships or even just maintain a relationship, period, when the dynamic doesn't work. Because the emotions involved are so high. Assuming everybody's ethical and not, you know, being asses to each other, obviously. Which is a whole different conversation and has nothing to do with DDLG. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just a little bit. Right? But therein lies the other side to that, is you do have, even today, like, the nature of a daddy little, you know, mommy little boy, insert gender combo here, because it doesn't matter. The intensity of the emotional aspect to DDLG, I think enough people don't understand the level of emotional intensity in those relationships Um, and just how, for lack of a better way to put it, how easily they end up not being ready for the level of commitment involved, for lack of a better description. Because it is very different and it is very much intense. And if you aren't emotionally ready ethically for a level of like you said earlier about needing to be an adult to be little Mm. um and i'm not just speaking for the little side of things i mean for the caregivers as well if you are not emotionally mature enough those relationships don't take much to to get wrong so to speak if you're not actually in it the right way or even it for the wrong reasons well there is so much extra trust because it is so much more of a psychological it's almost I kind of put it on the level of 
you need so much more negotiations to do like age play um, and more trust emotionally. It kind of reminds me of what would be the difference between just a simple wrestling scene at a party for pickup play versus a CNC scene. But that's not really not as pickup play. You don't really do age play as pickup play. I should hope not, actually. That's just my opinion, obviously. And I'm. Well, yeah, you don't see it because no. there is so much of an emotional connection that you just don't do that with strangers, you know? You'll see. I mean, the closest you're going to get for pickup play is a bunch of littles and middles all of a sudden find themselves in the same location and arts and crafts just got busted out and you hope that somebody hid the glitter from them because otherwise it's all over the place. But no, <laughs> you're not going to find, you're not going to find pickup play where that's a mental a random, you know, a random mommy or daddy's like, Oh, you're a, you're a middle, you're a little here. Let's go do this. It, it's not there. It just, I'm kind of glad it's not. I'm not going to lie. I I have to go with Knox on this one. That's kind of a scary idea for pickup play involving Littles that way, specifically in that arena. Not Because obviously Littles are submissives too, and if it's just, you know, pickup impact play, that's one thing. Right. But that's obviously not the same thing. Not even close. <laughs> um, well, and that's where it gets very interesting, and that's, you know... I'm going to reference the, the pillow port in this regard. Um, I only have one little or one middle. That's Liz. That That's it. I right. have another partner. I am Polly. And she's also a member of the pillow fort. But she also understands that I only have one person who gets to call me daddy. Right. Um, her and I have worked out something else and, and she uses the phrase Papa Bear and it works and I understand where we're at, but her and I have a different dynamic because while we can do some things that definitely skirt that fine line of a DDLG relationship, it's something very, very intimate and very, very different that Liz and I keep to Liz and I. Um, exactly. I have plenty of you know, Starry. Starry's not my partner, but Starry's also well aware that if Starry's at an event and I'm there, I'm going to be, you know, the, the natural caregiver in me is going to step up and make sure Starry's okay and taken care of. Um, so there's that kind of side of pickup play-ish, but it's no, not I get it. pick up play. No, it's still very different. That's that's Siri and I have had that conversation where I only have one person who's going to call me daddy. And I'm pretty yep. sure she would shiv a bitch if somebody else did. Um <laughs> and anyone who knows Syria, she is I not like that. that. So that says a lot by itself. She is not that kind of person to begin with. Um but that is a explicitly her and I thing. And while, yes, we are not actively practicing, we are poly, and we have talked about that before, even if we opened up the premise of another dynamic in the equation, it would never be another DDLG dynamic. That's just not on the table. Right? And it's for similar reasons. It's That is personal, it is intense, it is between us, and not something we're willing to dabble in 
crossing those lines with a yet another person as a result, because that gets mixed very quickly and can take the wrong direction very quickly without even meaning to, with all the right intentions. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I absolutely would never, like the closest I've ever seen to Littles in pickup play, so to speak, it's an even pickup play. It's more like all the bratty Littles got together and were hanging out on the sidelines waiting to antagonize the right Dom so they can get spanked. But even then, that's not an age play thing. It was just them being bratty submissives and just hanging out together. It's still not the same. I think, and this is kind of a, a good segue for, and not every group's going to do it the same, not every area is going to do it the same, but like how we handle our events, it's very much structured chaos is the best way to explain it. Um, specifically at our home, uh, we'll have the upstairs area is set up for variety of arts and crafts, and we'll literally pull out a giant bin of... Um, God, I don't even know what all's in there anymore, and it's probably <laughs> scary. Um, and then the downstairs is set up with, you know, a cuddle pile. And, you know, if they want a pillow fight or whatever else, I don't really care. Just don't destroy my house. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, <laughs> I can picture this so mental image. Can, right. Um, and, and they're bouncing all over creation, and you're going to find, you know, Starry is a great example because Starry being the perfectionist art artistic one that Starry is, is usually got like everything's properly laid out for whatever arts and crafts project Starry is going to work on. And then there's that. And this level of concentration that just kind of comes over Starry is a blast <laughs> to watch. And, I really you know, cannot you'll stop. And you'll have another little, like, two people down who couldn't color in the lines to save their lives. But it's all good. And it's, you know, that that's that whole pick-up-play aspect in my head. That That's as close as you're ever going to get. It's chaos. There, there's no two ways around it. And you oh, know, we, we've had to set up rules that the littles and the middles are not allowed to come out into, you know, for lack of better terms, the smoking lounge because... That's where the the caregivers get a pop out to when we need a breather real quick so that, you know, we're not overwhelmed because that many of them can easily become chaos. Oh, I bet. It's. uh, Yeah. I do it to myself. I know you do. And obviously you enjoy it enough that it doesn't matter. So true. Well, that, and it makes Liz really happy, and that's the whole reason it's worthwhile. Like I said, masochism. <laughs> Might be sadomasochism, but nonetheless. I will say... We had one event. I... Go for it, Starry. Oh. <laughs> I will say that, like, age regression kind of, like, has, like, a little bit of, of its part in any kind of kink as well. Like, for anything like impact play, like, that spanking, that can be seen as a tor- sort of, like, age regression type of thing. Gags, that's some of it's, like, pacifiers. Like, any kind of thing. Like, I feel like it can branch off into things in just, like, subtle ways, if that makes sense. It does. I, I don't disagree. I think that's why in- mm-hmm. negotiation and discussion is so important, because your interpretation of how that will come across to you or to the other person matters. It absolutely mm-hmm. matters. 
and it's better not to have well, your wires crossed before you start. I, I probably have one of the more, what's the best way to phrase this? When you look at my overall toy collection for like impact <laughs> toy collection, there are things in my toy bag that make most human beings that are into kink go, what the hell were you thinking? And how did that end up there? Case in point, I have a padded wiffle ball bat that has various Disney princesses on it. I could so see this. I really could. I'm a dad dom. And, you know, there's nothing better than taking my little and and she's not in a little space normally when we're doing impact play, but reminding her that she's still my princess and I'm going to beat her with a princess bat. And <laughs> it, it, it fits. It works. You know, ner- Nerf guns quickly become optional toy bag accessories when you're into age play because you can shoot them with a Nerf gun in the middle of an impact scene. That's fine. It, yeah, you know, I, I've, I've, yeah. What about that vlog so that has like a bunch of little rubber ducks on it? Or am I thinking of someone I, else? No, that's the one I want to make. Um, <laughs> Why haven't I, I you made it yet? Because I haven't figured out how to make so it so the ducks this. can squeak. <laughs> I want the ducks to be able to squeak when they hit. <laughs> See, I'm the horrible person who wants to build a paddle that sounds like that rubber chicken that when you squeeze it, it makes the obnoxious noise. Yes. For just that reason. Yes. Anyway. We we, we built a... uh, (laughs) We we built a... um, Because we have so many friends that are, you know into pet play that are also part of the pillow fort um we actually built uh mini tennis ball floggers because why not beat your puppy with a tennis ball flogger that just that logically makes sense in my head um and it had all the little that were at the event laughing their head off watching you know a puppy get beat with a tennis ball i could so see this Funny I could even see the cane version of that, where it's literally like antenna width with a tennis ball at one end. Like something you'd see on a car. Honey, we're going to nap after this. <laughs> <laughs> that That's doable. <sighs> that That's a highly doable toy. Um, you two aren't allowed to be in the same room together anymore. I have bad news for you. It's only going to get worse either way. You should know this yeah. by now. I just want to remind you that we knew each other before y'all got together. I mean, I know it, it, your your risk of your oh risk God. of damaging creative ideas was already out the window long ago. Um, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Um, I'm going to ask around the room for closing thoughts because it's a good spot to we've covered a lot of the bases today. And, you know, I've always been a firm believer that people can do some homework as well if they really want to dig any deeper on the on the like age regression, things like that, where it goes into the psychological, I think, is another whole conversation day. Just because I am not a psych, you know, expert by any stretch and I wouldn't pretend everyone else is either. 
I'm just enjoying all the pictures that Knox is sending. <laughs> right. <laughs> all the different That's fantastic. The flying monkey one has my interest now. I'm not going to lie. Leather paddle with a squeaker in it. Like Absolutely. The rubber band. Right? The rubber band shooting it out. I need one of these now. We oh. could do the flying squirrel with squishmallows. Why would you hurt squishmallows like that, though? I knew uh, that was coming. You, you set yourself up for that one. I can't help you there. It didn't do nothing to you, Woodrow. They didn't do nothing. They make small ones. They're built to be manipulated into a flogger, right? My head no, works you this get way. The knock, you get the knockoff ones, dummy. Whatever. I don't care as long as I can build them into a flogger. <laughs> okay. Sounds right. Um, I'm going to echo what Knox just said because I happen to feel the same way. First, I want to say thank you to everyone here today for sharing such a deeply part of themselves. Um, we both recognize that little space, middle space, etc. can be very personal, sometimes very private. So stepping up and talking to us in a live setting can be daunting for some and otherwise it, it exposes a part of yourself that requires you to be a certain kind and we want to thank you very much for this um y'all have been amazing of course <laughs> and then i'm going to open up for closing thoughts from anybody everybody did y'all want to see me hear the baby cry impression that i was talking about earlier <laughs> you want a baby <laughs> cry Post show. Yeah. Post show. Wait <laughs> <laughs> oh, till he's I... done recording. Okay. <laughs> I think the moral of the story is that yes, uh, age play and age regression does have some things that are kind of standard, but in general, it is really a personalized thing. That requires a lot of consent and requires a lot of trust and uh, requires people to be kind and understanding with each other. And just to remember that. I love that, actually. I don't I think I could think... word that any better. <laughs> I just want to thank Woody and Liz um, for just providing such a safe space and vetting so meticulously for anybody that comes into their community as someone that is on their discord um even though i'm not in there as much as i'd love to be just having that that space to be able to be my middle self whenever i'm able to is kind of a godsend. so thank you not a problem um I'm going to I'm going to finish off with uh it's hard to put into words as a as a caregiver as a as a daddy dom um cuz most everybody that knows me on a personal level yeah I'm a twisted there's there's a whole lot of things wrong in my head sadistic <laughs> ass this is the best way to put it but when Real the when when the, the, the chance and the, the time frames are there and Liz and I are able to 
let the rest of the world go and I can ignore everything else and just be there with my little or my middle. Um, it, it, it's, it's my chance to re recharge. It's, it's how I recharge my batteries. And if it's something someone is into the benefits they're going to get are always going to far outweigh the time and the effort they put into it. And that to me is what makes age play and DDLG so worthwhile. I can appreciate that. I want to first thank all of you for coming today and joining us to speak. Um, I know we said that once already, but I, I really want to stress how much we appreciate you guys coming on and speaking from your perspectives and your experiences. Um, we love having that because we don't pretend to be an expert at everything. And we like to hear from people who are actively practicing, not just something we heard once. Uh, <laughs> um, for those that are listening, first, thank you those that are live in the chat now. You know, we always appreciate when people come out to come listen to us live and interact in the chat. And Sometimes they bring us interesting topic starters we may not have thought of for ourselves because, you know, that's the way life works. And then most importantly, thank you to everyone who will be listening to that. You know, when this goes out into the ether and the internets, you know, whether it's FetLife, Facebook, Spotify, wherever you happen to hear this from, thank you for your continued support. Thank you for listening at all. That is literally why we're doing this, is to get as many people as much information as we can give from the bottom of our hearts. And, you know, you can find us anytime. Um, we're on the darker Facebooks. We're on the... You can find me on the website. You can find us on Discord if you look, etc. But thank you guys for having us. Thank you for letting us do this. And have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye-bye.